Today's show is brought to you by LootCrate.com. Save 10% on any new subscription at TryLootCrate.com slash profit. Enter code BRIDGE10 for your 10% savings. Now it's time to get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, Profiteers. Welcome back for episode number 84 of the Personal Profitability Podcast and happy 2018. Happy New Year. I'm so excited to have you here. And do please make sure to check out my brand new show with co-host Whitney Hansen. She hosts the Money Nerds podcast, which won podcast of the year at the Plutus Awards. That's the big award show at FinCon every year. So she is awesome. And we join forces starting this week with our new twice a week show where we talk about money, politics, and religion, mostly money. We break down all the big taboos, the things that are not polite dinner conversation. Well, that is our conversation. So check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's anywhere you want to go. It's at ohnowedidn't.com, or you can search for Oh No We Didn't Podcast with you know, my name, Eric Rosenberg, or Whitney Hansen, and you'll find that wherever you listen to podcasts. I am so excited, so please do check that out. Add that today. It is a lot of fun. We have some fun episodes we recorded early, so you can get your binge on as you get started. And, and you know, we're in a crazy time right now with politics and the economy and stuff, so we have a lot to talk about. But another Enough about that show for right now. We're going to talk with our guest for today, Catherine Treem. If you remember those old Meyer Briggs personality tests that you probably did in school at some point or at work once upon a time, they still are relevant. People still do them. They give you that four-letter personality type that tells you, you know, if you're an extrovert or an introvert and how you respond in different situations. And today's guest went through a struggle in her career and found that freelancing was for her. She quit her job, dove in headfirst, is doing an awesome job as a freelance writer. So big high five for that. And at her own website, she helps you figure out how that personality type you have matches up to your money and your money habits. So I won't steal all the fun. We'll get into it in a really, really fun conversation. We actually had a blast chatting and we will um, dive right into the interview as always in one minute right after this. Even profiteers have to let loose sometime, and when I want to take a break, I love 80s movies like Ghostbusters. But how do you indulge in a passion for something like that? Well, of course, the answer is Loot Crate. Loot Crate is like Comic-Con in a box. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items delivered to your door that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kinds for Ghostbusters and other fun brands. If you want to subscribe through the Personal Profitability Podcast, you can get 10% off. Head to trylootcrate.com slash profit and enter code BRIDGE10 at checkout for your 10% savings. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I am excited to welcome our guest for today, Catherine Treem. Are you ready to get profitable? Yes, I am, Eric. Absolutely. All right. Well, I am really excited that you have this depth of knowledge on the Myers-Briggs personality test and how your personality type influences your finances. How did you get into that in the beginning? How did you decide, oh, personality tests, that's my thing? To be perfectly honest with you, it actually came out of my own failures. I struggled a great deal in college because I was in the wrong 
career path. And unfortunately, it turned into my actual career in human resources, which if you don't know anything about human resources, like everything is a rule and regulation and monitoring that those rules and regulations. I just think of Michael Scott from The Office and when he hated <laughs> Toby, like, dang it, Toby, don't let me do anything fun. The HR guy. Exactly. <laughs> so I was Toby or I was supposed to be Toby. But with my personality type, I um, for those of you don't that don't know, um, I'm an ENFP, which is a extroverted, intuitive feeler perceiver, which we are the natural wanderers of the world. We always want to find a creative solution for everything. We want to see if there's any possible way that we can maybe we could tweak this and well, maybe if if XYZ, then ABC type deal, there's always a potential solution to us. And in human resources, that's not the case at all. It, there is a rule and regulation and you stick to it. I think we have pretty similar personalities. If I'm remembering right, I think I was, is ENTP a thing? I think that was me. So basically, we are the same person. except for the fact that you tend to um whenever trying to make a decision you have a tendency to look at the use of things versus the feeler tends to look at the meaning of things that's true i'd say i'm pretty pragmatic i'd say that's pretty accurate yeah yeah (laughs) so it's it's actually kind of crazy i'm actually in terms of of enfps i am the most one of the most pragmatic um among among my people's Diving back into what we were initially talking about, it actually spilled into my um, financial life. Uh, A couple of years ago, I got a divorce and I decided that I was going to reinvent myself and I was going to move to a cool new city and get excited about all the things, right? The cool new Catherine. The cool new Catherine, exactly. So I, you know, applied for a bunch of different jobs and Austin was going to be like my thing, right? So it's a, it's a fun, quirky city. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. I'm a fun, quirky person. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go there and do that. I wanted to go there so bad and I was so excited about the potential opportunity to go on this new adventure. I did not even think about what what the job would be like. I didn't care. I was just like, I'm going on this new adventure. It's awesome. You know, all the things, but there's definitely things that can take into consideration of like whether or not it's going to be a good place for you to work. Are they going to value you as a person? Like take, take for instance, like one of the main issues that I came across just from the get go was like, they wanted me to be there in a week. Like, I already had a full-time job. You know, they were just like, whatever, just come here in a week. That seems pretty unreasonable. <laughs> that is very unreasonable. So when I did a when I did an interstate move for a job, they wanted me in two. And I said, hey, could I have three? So then I have, like, you know, a week to pack and move in between jobs. They're like, I guess that seems reasonable. But one week, that's like, rock it and you're out of there. <laughs> exactly. That's not even a full two weeks notice. But, of course idealistic Catherine was just like, oh, well, I guess everything will work out. Well, that's not a good sign. And that's going to impact your your finances. And they also, in addition to that, they were completely and totally unwilling unwill- to negotiate in terms of like salary. 
They started out like a certain amount, which was like an average of like 20 grand less than what it was to begin with uh, or what the market value is for like me having a degree and then five years experience and, you know, all the things. So that that really does affect like your uh, like me having this specific personality type. If you're not hyper aware of that, just given that one specific instance, you you're going to run into some serious financial problems. So, yeah, <laughs> that's just one specific issue of how your um, personality type can affect your finances. Just losing out that 20 grand, you know, I had like a roommate. I had to get a roommate in one of the most expensive cities in the United States. It was a thousand dollars a month for a two bedroom, one bath, two girls sharing a bathroom when you're like pushing 30, that's not a good situation to be in. You kind of want your own space by like once you hit your grown up years. Right. Exactly. I have a grown up job. I should have my own place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I get the money saving. Uh, in, I actually, when I was, I bought my first condo when I was in my earlier in my career and had a roommate in there for a while. And we did share, we shared two bathrooms, uh, but I, it did save me a ton of money when we split that mortgage payment. So I, I would not knock it if it um, if it's the right decision for you to, to save money at, at that point in your time, in your career, in your life, wherever you're at. Right, right. And I, I definitely agree with that. But I honestly could not have afforded that city otherwise, which is not a good place to be in that I that I put myself in. But that's okay. You live and you learn. So what happened? Did you did you keep that job? I did not. There was a slew of other issues that I am not at liberty to discuss that actually ended up made me leave within a few months. So definitely a lesson learned. Be hyper aware of your personality type. <laughs> yes, yes. One of my favorites, uh, There's, I don't know the name of it. I'm sure I could find it somewhere in my office. There's one of those personality tests where you get a color, like red, yellow, green, or blue. And that one I've actually gone through twice, once in my MBA program, and then once again uh, with coworkers at a, in a past job. And both times I got the same score. I was bright yellow with a lot of fiery red in me, which in that personality test means you're positive, you're fun, and you just like to dive in and do projects yes. and deal you with like the consequences later. Don't be sitting there and thinking about it for 20 years. We got to do it now. Let's go. Yeah, that's that's the blues. The blue people like want to plan everything out, and the red people are like, "Let's just start. We'll figure it out as we go." And I'm definitely that. Which is funny <laughs> because ugh, that is so me. I'm more of like the green. Um, I'm the yellow, and I'm a mix between the yellow and green. So I'm more like, "Oh, let's be friends, and let's just let's talk about our feelings, and you know, all the things." So you're with the green. You could see uh, some HR qualities in there. Yeah. There is, bit, yeah. there is some, bringing people together. Yeah, bringing so from that aspect of, um, of things, I did definitely do very well. But when it came down to like getting people to come in on time, HR is supposed to be like, you came in five minutes late three times in a row, right up. Whereas I was just like, well, I mean, is that really like a big deal? Keep, See five minutes, five a few minutes, times. Like, get whatever. over it. You know, it's not that serious. Yeah. <gasps> you know, I, I, again, the, with the perceiver, right? Like, eh, 
Whereas the judger would be like, um, for those of you, again, that don't know, at the end of that fourth uh, column, there's the judger versus perceiver. The judger wants like a certain certain deadline. We want everything planned out. There has to be a rule for everything. Whereas the perceiver is just like, I don't know. Let's just kind of see how this plays out. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) And that is definitely that is definitely me. (laughs) And apparently you. Cousin. Yeah. So, so what did you do next that you decided this job wasn't for you? You moved on. Where did you go from there? I dove right into freelancing and um, being a blogger. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to create my own e-course based off of the financial mistakes that I made in my own life. Apparently, a lot of ENFPs seem to like it. <laughs> You, my, you know my story. I was in the in the same world as you in corporate America. I was on the finance side of the house, so I avoided HR whenever possible. <laughs> and actually, we we had at my last job we had the coolest HR guy. I have to give credit. There are some awesome HR people out there, but prior jobs we tried to avoid HR. And uh, I guess in finance we could like, joke around like maybe we'll constrain their budget if they uh, tell us what to do. <laughs> no, but we um. Yes, I've had these great jobs with great people. But um, yeah, I I did the same thing. I was in that corporate finance world. And it was last April, April 2016, I went full time freelancing. I love it. You know, with this personality type, we can, you know, the hardest part for me is actually I work at home, which is one of my favorite parts of it. But it's also kind of isolating because I'm one of those social people. I've used my regular life before I got married and all I was at every single young professional happy hour possible. And I was always out there being with people. And now I'm like, kind of hunkered down inside my shell in my office. I leave my bubble when I have to, but I get most things on Amazon. So I don't have to leave the house. So it is a little isolating working at home by myself. Well, see, that's why you have an awesome podcast like this. So that you can get that social outlet. Totally. I'm actually starting a new podcast, but I can't tell too much about that yet. But it's oh, coming okay. soon. Okay, we got that under the wraps. Okay, <laughs> I won't tell anybody if you don't tell anybody. That's that's cool. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> the website is um, at the moment we're recording totally under construction, but it's oh no we didn't dot com, and there will be some good stuff there. But anyway, back to you and the fun stuff. So, how was the transition to freelancing? Did you? Is you didn't really have a long. Uh, build up period like I did. I spent eight years writing online before I started freelancing full time. What was it like for you kind of ramping up from job to freelancing as quickly as you could? So that's funny that you say that because I'm going to give you the same answer that you did when you were just like, well, let's just, when we were talking about the colors, I definitely just kind of dove into it. I just started emailing people blindly and was just like, hey, I'm this new freelancer and here's the articles that I have from my blog and you should hire me because I'm awesome. <laughs> totally. And, and someone said yes, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And very And they're quickly, like, we'll pay you. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll pay you. We promise we'll pay, you know. But yeah, the transition was fairly easy actually. I guess that's the perk of that side of my personality, just kind of like, oh, let's get excited and let's I'll I'll work like 100 hours a week cuz I'm really excited about this new opportunity. Right? So that's that's definitely like the perk of my personality type. 
I definitely did that right when I left my job. I was like a good responsible dad with a six-month-old baby at home and a stay-at-home wife. I quit my job, sold my house, and moved somewhere more expensive. So I had a lot of pressure on me to work as hard as I could. And those were the months I ended up actually making the most. I kind of hit this plateau and my income dropped a little bit after that because in the beginning I was so driven and into it. I was like, I have to make this work and succeed that I would do anything I could to make it happen. And I did. And then I realized I could work a little less hard and still be successful and do okay. So I've adjusted over time. But you know, diving in like that head first is that's exactly what I did when I left my job. It was it was a huge part of my success. If you had advice for someone who wants to make that same transition, would you say it's better to, you know, ramp up slowly or just dive in like you did it? If you could go back. I think it just depends on how bad your work situation is. If it's so bad to the point where you can't take it anymore, try and reduce your costs as much as possible. Because, you know, freelancing, there is a little bit of a leeway. Obviously, there's room for opportunity for growth. But at the same point, there's... You know, there's going to be some months where you're making less and some months where you're going to be making more. So definitely try and reduce your costs as much as possible. Like I moved back closer to South Carolina, which I'm sure you can imagine South Carolina is significantly cheaper than um, Austin. <laughs> so I don't even want to talk about Austin being expensive. Where I live in Southern California, it's like triple the cost. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. So all the techies, so I blame all the techies that are coming from California um, that moved to Austin because they drove my rent up like $500 within two years. So See, I moved to California where the techies were leaving, where the rent was already high. <laughs> it was funny because, so I was dating somebody at the time and he um, originally came from Chicago, which is like really, really expensive. And I come, I come from, you know, Miss South Carolina, you know, where everything's, I want to say it's like one of the cheapest places to live. My sister lived in Arkansas. She went to college and med school there. And when she oh, was in med school, <laughs> yeah, she shared a room. She had the bigger apartment out of three in their three bedroom unit. And she paid like $350 a month for rent. And when she told me that the first time I almost threw up, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you became physically ill. <laughs> like my rent before I moved into my place right now for a small two bedroom apartment was... Uh, well over two thousand a month. Oh my uh, gosh! So, so three hundred and fifty a month for a bigger place. I'm like, maybe I should move to Arkansas. So we're running towards the end of our time. You just put together a new course. You mentioned to try to really help people solve the same financial difficulties you went through. Can you tell us a little about the course? Yeah, the course is actually called MyMoneyPersonality.com for slash profits. The course is actually about each personality type and the struggles that each personality type goes through. And just being more aware of that can help you dramatically. Had I known this a couple of years ago, I'd have been like, oh, I'm an ENFP. I'm, I need to be aware of my overzealous nature and think about more of the sensory details, you know. There's a couple of bonuses in there, too, of different side hustles that you can do, like freelance writing, for instance, or lift driving, you know, things of that nature. I definitely give a couple of pointers there as well. 
Well, awesome. And if people want to learn more about you and what you're doing and find your blog and all that good stuff, where should they go? Go to myworkmoneylife.com. I do have awesome free articles and you can get your free money personality assessment too. Awesome. Well, that is super great stuff. And can you give that link one more time for everyone listening? Grab your pen or your note app or whatever it is. If you want to check out the course, you should go to mymoneypersonality.com forward slash profits. Awesome. And that is a link just for you profiteers listening to this podcast. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. This was a blast chatting with you. I hope to do it again soon. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you. You have a good one. Well, another one bites the dust, as they say. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed chatting with Catherine. I feel like if she didn't live in South Carolina on the East Coast and I lived in California on the West Coast, we didn't have that like giant thing called America in the middle of us. We would be friends and hang out all the time. But we get to be internet friends and FinCon friends, which are both things that I love. Some of my closest friends I've met online, they're also bloggers and podcasters. It's a pretty cool thing. So please do check out Catherine's new course. Check out that link. It's in the show notes. It is really cool. I got a chance to check it out. I think it's really helpful. And a way to support Catherine too with, with her big new adventure as she's trying to build her new business on top of freelancing, which You know, I look at freelancing the same way. It's a stepping stone. It's not the forever business. It's the one that helped me get out of my full-time job and gives me more freedom and flexibility to keep building other different side hustles and businesses because you never know where it'll take you. As always, if you have a chance, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Please tell a friend, share it around. That's the only advertising I do is your word of mouth. And if you have a friend who is interested in money or business or starting a business, please let them know because we might be able to help them out and change their life. How cool would that be? You were a key link in the chain of helping them live a better life and follow their dreams. So that's all for now. Thanks as always for listening till the end. And until next time, stay profitable.